What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We got the Martin Luther King Day special. You know, it's just, it wouldn't be MLK Day if we didn't have a Master Debaters. And ironically enough, listen, I'm in a small, small town. There's very little color in my town. But yet, out on the street corner of the one main intersection today, there were plenty of boomers out there with end racism and... Black Lives Matter sign, and unfortunately, they didn't recruit anyone from the melanated team to to help their cause, but they were fighting the good fight, apparently, in their own head. So, hey, it is what it is. The world is is starting to show us signs that it is normal. I mean, the Cowboys got smoked again in the first round last night, so they will stay true to form there. They'll never win another Super Bowl, hopefully, and uh, hey... It is what it is. We're we're here tonight, though. Back to Monday Night Master Debaters on regular. Last night, you got a little bonus episode with Drew, myself, and the two Ryans. And uh, tonight, we have a new guest to the show, Mr. John Gusty. John, how's it going? The author of Red Pill Revolution. Oh, man. Again, thank you for thank you for having me, man. We were ta- talking before you started this thing. I'm just, uh, you know, always up for having constructive conversation um in in in, in a in a butthurt free zone so uh, let's do it yes there is there are no tears shed here that's the thing it's like and that's the best part about this like we've had people on like i said we've had people on that agree disagree and i love it it's all about conversation and the whole point of being an adult is being able to have a conversation disagree with someone and walk away at the end and have respect for one another. You know? isn't, is, yeah, is, I mean, isn't that the essence of creativity and individuality? Yes. And, and, and I mean, and, and, and I, one, one, one of my pillars of, of conversation that I always try to, you know, anchor myself in is, is creativity and individuality is probably the biggest thing that's under attack because when you're trying to control somebody, um, the last thing you need them being is creative or 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 an individual. I mean, think of any abusive relationship you've ever seen. You know, we've we've all known guys that have 
uh, been very abusive to their ladies. And, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones that are checking their phones and won't let them go out by themselves. And, you know, I mean, you can't allow for individuality or creativity if you're trying to control. And so, and uh, it, it's, yeah, just, just being able to have an opinion or be able to, to, to have creative thought or, or, or skeptical thinking that, that is the essence of creativity. And, and uh, we, we need to, you know, I don't know, you know, Beastie Boys fought for a right to party. We need to fight for a right to stay creative and individual. So, yeah, it's um, it's a fight against the machine, you know, and that's an uphill battle. But hey, uh, Drew, my favorite ginger from down under, welcome, my friend. You're going to be the minority of the group today, okay? That's okay. I'm always a minority. Right, you're going to be the representative. Hold hold that flag yeah. for us. Well, it's Martin Luther King Day. You definitely need an Australian for that, I assume. Yes, surely, surely, and, and a redheaded Australian at that. Yes, <laughs> we need we need that. How's it going down there, my man? Very good, man. Very good. Weather is warming up, so it's not storming, not flooding. Um, hopefully, we're actually going to get a normal summer. But apart from that, just doing a bit of research. So happy to jump on these shows when I've got the time during school break and enjoying every moment of it. Oh, there's nothing better. And welcome. None other than Ryan. What's up, buddy? Nothing, dude. Hey, uh, I Drew, did you watch the the stand up special I was telling you about? I haven't had a chance to. It's it's saved on my to watch list. I'm gonna ask you every time because I just <laughs> after you watch that, I want you to just say I'm actually quite dark and twisted. I just want you to say that after you've seen that. But uh, yeah, man, no, it's uh, it's going good over here. And uh, John, good to good to see you again, man. I Likewise, see you got to know everybody here quickly um yeah man excited to just you know shoot the shit and have some fun yeah did you guys see i, I had to show this real quick because i couldn't believe it until i saw it how cold it was in in kansas city this weekend where do these people are paying 20 bucks for a beer and they're getting back to their seat and it's frozen all hands how, that's insane But yeah, that's insane. Their beers, the sodas, everything frozen. I see that they get money there. I see the problem there. There wasn't one picture of beer. I just saw Bud Light and Michelob. I was going to say it's an American beer. It's no real loss. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, they should have gone soda water. You know, when it's that cold, you always go liquor. You never go beer. That's That's an amateur mistake right there. John's portion of the podcast is sponsored by Dale's Pale Ale out of Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> there you go. And that's actually probably like, what, 6%, 7%? Uh, I think it's 7 uh, So it's not freezing. 6.5. 6. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not freezing. And it's granted, not exploding. Yeah, but then again, you're not buying this at a at a corporate sports ball game either. So no. Right. Yeah, those are, those are good beers, man. They have those out here too. But yeah, uh, yeah man, like these 2%, they're going to – they're going to absolutely freeze and just turn into a slushy quick. But uh, yeah, man, I go, I go hard alcoholic games. You have to, you have to $15 yeah. a drink. I'm not getting a beer. I'm getting a, I'm getting something that's going to get me there. You go liquor. The game will go quicker. Well, you don't want it to go too quick. Right. But I do, I do see what you're saying that. Yeah. It's just a, you know, once you start getting a little buzzed, it's a good time. That's maybe you, you fight, maybe you fight whoever you're standing next to You bring in like a little fifth. You know, you can slide the fifth in there and then you just buy a soda and you're good to go. Yeah, dude. Little rubber flask. Yep. 
Yeah, you can't do the metal these days because you got to go through those fucking detectors to get in anywhere. It's like you've done, like you've done this before, once or twice, <laughs> allegedly. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, yeah, man, no, I I wanted to uh, see because I know you know what were, what were we setting out to talk about initially? You wanted to talk about the calendar thing yesterday, right? That fell yep. through, obviously. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. I know I know John's real knowledgeable with music, and it's it's a fun thing to talk about always, but. Um, I, th- I don't know. Is there anything that you've been looking into lately, John, that's kind of like grabbing your attention as far as like the music mind control stuff goes? I've been um, I've been having a little bit of fun with the uh, you guys have probably seen the um, the mainstream narratives of how there's a sp- suspicion that Taylor Swift might be, a you know, a, some sort of government op. And uh, and I. Uh, that, that that makes me chuckle a little bit because I live uh I live here uh west side of Nashville and I've been in the uh the entertainment industry, music industry specifically my entire life. And um in full disclosure, I helped Taylor and her father uh stuff her very first CD single, a song called Tim McGraw, into padded envelopes and send it to radio before she was really much of anything. Um and so I've watched kind of I've watched a lot of music brands grow up and um i am a i'm a and this this i don't know this this is a whole other subject and i don't know if you guys want to get into this or not but i am i'm a big believer in showbiz and 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 when i say showbiz um acting is acting and acting um doesn't just take place in movies acting takes place in all forms of media and you know you you see uh, you see a lot of people getting bent out of shape with politicians and all, and they're wondering why um, why justice is never brought to these people. And, and 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 my answer to that is always quite simple: it's because they are fictional characters. Um, they're fictional characters existing in a commercial narrative, and so you could know you could no more bring a lawsuit against Darth Vader than you could bring a lawsuit against the character of Joe Biden or, or Donald Trump or, 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 or any of these characters because they're fictional characters. And, and which, which is why a lot of times you see people using screen names. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, 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 the screen name known as Barack Obama, you know, as far as we know was played by a, a human named Barry Satoro, you know, or, or if that's even, the real name. I mean, there's so many like commercial layers of this shit deep, but, but the whole thing recently with, with, with Taylor Swift possibly being a, a, a government op, it, it, it's like, it, to, to me, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of funny because I like, again, this is going to rub a lot of people wrong, but at some point when you reach a certain level of fame, um, it, there, there, there are conversations that are had and, and you don't advance up to those upper echelons of fame unless you are a team player. And um, I don't know if you guys saw, has, has probably been a year ago at this point, um, you know, Eminem's, one of his, uh, they call him body doubles, but passed away. Um, sure, it had nothing to do with the MAGA jabs. <laughs> um, but, um, but, but, but nonetheless, he passed away and in, it was, it was a mainstream piece of news. It was reported across a bunch of different form, formats, you know, Yahoo News, MSN, all of that stuff. But in, in this guy's, um, obituary write-up, they even said that he appeared as Eminem 
in concert at public appearances. My point is, is when you reach a certain level of fame, they've got backups, you know, mm -hmm. like there isn't just one, I got, or put another way, there isn't just one Taylor Swift. And it's well, not it comes a brand as well, doesn't it, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it... Taylor Swift started off as a good, wholesome country American singer girl, the somewhat Christian nationalist, and then moved into the prime time of big pop. So and, you've and got the brand point, of this character. Yeah. And at some point that brand becomes very, very valuable and, and conversations are had. And all I'm saying is, cause I've seen it with my own eyes. In fact, I've worked on some of these teams where this has happened. These conversations take place and the brand as a whole, whoever owns it or manages it has a decision to make. And you either, you either join the team and go further in your career or advance in your career or you or or you don't and you and you just stay where you're at and and, and live out the rest of your life but for those that advance further um they have backup plans you know i mean everybody's heard the whole paul mccartney story you know i mean that you know mccartney died in 66 and they just had a body double like like i get to me, that's not that far-fetched because I see it happening in real life all the time. All of these, I think anybody can Google. I mean, just, I got in the last six months or so, there was that picture of the three Tom Cruises going around where, you know, I had Tom Cruise and his, and his body doubles. And, and you can't tell, you can't tell these people apart and they're not, I'm not even going into the clone because I, I think the whole clone thing might, might be a bit of, you know, woohoo shit, but but like, it's not that hard to find people who look like each other. I mean, I've literally, I've met my doppelganger a couple of different times with people who look exactly like me. And so if I ever became a big enough brand and I sold out to some corporate interests, they're going to have backup John Gusties in case something real happens to the real John Gusty. They're not going to want to lose the equity that they have in that brand and they're going to continue it. And that happens in showbiz all the time. That is the essence of showbiz. And so I've been having fun watching mainstream news just float the concept and they're making fun of it and everything. But like Taylor Swift might be a government op to which I would go, yeah, you think? You, <laughs> you, you, if you think a brand that powerful just got that powerful just by happenstance? Yeah, she's no. a tool. Right. Yeah, and you don't, absolutely. You, don't, absolutely. you don't get that big without being able to be yeah. manipulated and, a little bit. And, and like you said, John, one of the other aspects that people don't pay enough attention to is the prosthetics. I mean, these mm. masks, mm -hmm. these, uh, you know, the real life looking things where you can turn a guy into a into a pregnant woman in a matter of five minutes with, with prosthetics. Yeah. And Easy. You know, and these are professionals and, and we're talking billions of dollars at stake. They're going to do what it takes to keep their investment. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Going. As, as, as would any investor would do with something that they've invested in these are these are these are media entities usually in the showbiz realm and it's it's people don't have a hard time grasping you take somebody you take like an actor actress you take like brad pitt people don't have a hard time going you know i know brad pitt's not really that guy in fight club like they 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 know that you know but they can't do the same thing with singers and politicians and religious figures and 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 i mean how many different you know again maybe this rubs people the wrong way but how many different hillary clintons have we seen how many different osama bin ladens were there how many different you know stephen hawkins have have there been it's like there 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 are these these entities there's a lot invested in them and 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 these media companies that have built up these narratives these narratives have value and they're not just going to let these narratives die out because you know i don't know i mean well again, john they're characters in their play they're, they're characters. right yeah. they're, they're part of their they've put together this movie right and 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 that's their narrative and now they need these people to play these roles Absolutely. they need someone in science that was fauci they need someone in entertainment they need someone in hollywood they need someone in you know music everywhere they need they need the view right the they need figures these, too like yeah, the Kardashians they, and shit like that. They need these useful idiots that serve as tools for the system. And that's how it operates, right? Yeah, because I, if absolutely. they didn't dumb us down with this stuff, we wouldn't be as distracted. We would have more free time. We would have the ability to have rational conversations like we're having right now that you can't have with 90% of society these days. There's a lot of the entertainment. Sorry, Joe, I like the entertainment okay. scope on this because it really brings it into focus for the other areas. If you narrow it down to just entertainment actors, singers predominantly, if they have a brand around someone being a pop singer and that's what's making money, that's what the focus groups tell them the, the buyers want and they've invested, say, trillions of dollars in this person's brand or this character, they're not going to allow this person to go off creatively and change their style or change their approach to music. They're going to make that person double down because they're too big to fail. And any deviation from what their brand is has the potential to fail, which means loss of profits. And 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 there and there are scenarios where, and I'm not saying that this is the case with this one, but there are scenarios where, say say a, a celebrity like a you know a, a, you'd, you'd mentioned you know back in the day Taylor Swift was a real organic thing that happened. I know because I I mean I actually interacted with with that human being, but at some point that hum that real human being and the financial forces that were backing that real human being have the opportunity to make some other business decisions and they may choose to opt they may choose to just get bought out like you you know i mean it is it is fully reasonable and sane to assume and again i'm not saying that this is happening but i'm just using taylor swift as an example um at some point, the real Taylor Swift brand could have been bought out by a larger entity that had many cosmetic, cosmetic 
driven Taylor Swift options in the waiting that could continue the Taylor Swift brand um, as directed. You know, like, like if it, let, let's just, I, again, anyone can Google the three Tom Cruises. Anyone can look up the Eminem body double dying scenario. That Eminem body double, it's said in his obit, he appeared as Eminem in concert. So there are people out there that saw Eminem or thought they saw Eminem in concert that actually saw a body double. And you wouldn't know. You, you I mean, you, you wouldn't know. Eminem is not that, um, there's a lot of people. It would not be that hard to find someone to look like Eminem, get up on stage, pull a, a hat down to where you re really can't see the the face and do an entire show and people think that they saw Eminem and 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 what they actually saw was an employee up there playing the part of Eminem and doing doing their job and 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 they're 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 really doing no different of a job than the you know the the actor that plays Darth Vader or Yoda or or any other fictional character these these are big brands with with massive um, budgets and investments behind them, and they're going to continue that entertainment brand no matter what. And it, people can wrap their head around it with movies. They can wrap their head around it with with everything else. But when when you get into um, the concept of these these people who um, we feel are, are are real human beings, you know, like, like, like a Trump or like a, uh, you know, a, a Biden, why, why can't you, why can't people make that same logical mental leap there that, that, you know, there, 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 there may be like, Trump is no different of a character than Darth Vader. Biden is no different character than Yoda. You know, I don't know if anyone's seen the the TV series The Boys. It's the idea of what superheroes would be like in a real world, and they're very commercialized. They go on brands and stuff like that. There's a character called Starlight, who's a homegrown Middle America kind of um, belt fed type of a girl, um, typical stereotype um, Christian girl, blonde, white, fights for the American justice, and all that type of thing. And they rebrand her as very over the top sexualized because that's what the market wants. And there's this whole scene in the series about how she doesn't want to go down that path. And they essentially say, if you want the money and you want this position, you have to buy in or you're, you're out, essentially. Gives a great insight into what the entertainment industry is like. And, and, and again, it's entertainment. It's showbiz. I mean, so, so it shouldn't surprise anybody that showbiz happens in the showbiz industry. It's kind of interesting too. Like as you're saying this, it, it has me thinking. You know, we're we're getting out of the. I mean, we used to really worship celebrities. Like in, I mean, all through the. I mean, yeah. we still kind of do it, but I would <laughs> say like through the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, it kind of changed up a little bit. Two thousands, it was different types well, of celebrities. All right, and one of the things you saw too in the eighties and nineties was, and, and Charles Barkley was part of his campaign where they wanted us to look up to celebrities athletes you know the entertainers right. as role models right. right and that's where the focus went like look up to these people and then charles barkley pushed back like no 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 i'm not your role model your parents should be your role model you know well, because be because people who are trying to control or manipulate need audience and that's why celebrity had such great power is 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 all you needed to do if you're trying to control or push an agenda is, is you just needed to co-opt a, a celebrity or a celebrity brand and get in there and make that brand work for your agenda. And 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 it did. You're you're right. During, I mean, you know, I, I graduated high school in 83. So I mean, I'm a, definitely a you know a, a, a 
very well acquainted with the late 70s all through the 80s the 90s and 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 been been involved in media the the entire time and i and i've been on the front side of it and the back side of it and and it, it it's it's all been showbiz and, and right. it's all worked how showbiz is is exactly supposed to work it I, i've just always been a little bit um like i said i've always been a little bit taken back by how some people out there in normie land can wrap their head around how showbiz works in movies but they don't understand that it also translates to cable news to sure politics to you know religion well, that's exactly what I'm getting at is that, you know, these theories are starting to become more mainstream where people are maybe saying like, well, shit, is there maybe a couple clones of this celebrity? There's only one of this guy. And then maybe we're getting away from that a little bit. Right. And now we're starting to look up to people like Mr. Beast. And I'm not saying any of us here are, but people, you know, little kids are looking up to Internet personalities. And how easy is that to fake? I mean, you can, I could sit here with some AI graphics and I could be Mr. Beast easily. You know what I mean? That's the easiest thing in the world to fake. You know, what's, what's cool about what you just said is that, that is, you know, I mean, there, there's always a pendulum swing on everything. Right. And, and I think the pendulum has swung so far to the digital um, fake side that it's starting to swing back. And I've got, you know, I've got two sons, one's 26, one's 18, um, which, which are interesting ages. And I'll, I'll touch on that later if, if, if it comes up, but, but my 18 year old, um, I saw him and his peers this year start to, um, especially during the holiday season, I saw them get excited about physical media. I'm, that's a big passion topic for me. Like, like I love physical media. If I buy music, I want to hold it. If I buy a movie, I want to own it. I, I don't, I don't want anything. Dig, nothing digital is real. Digital is all fake. And I, and I've seen like the, the 18 and under crowd start to embrace physical things and like records, old yeah. school records. Vinyl, oh, well, stuff, yeah. vinyl had an amazing year. And I know a lot of that has to do with the aforementioned Taylor Swift. But um, so a lot of those numbers are artificially inflated. But my my older son, who's 26, about to be 27, his peer group, think about what they've been through. They lived through my son's a big gamer. They lived through the day they re, they if, if you're 26, 27 in that ballpark, they remember the day when you could buy a video game console, you bought the the, the cartridge and that was it. Those days are long gone. Now, now you got to buy the console, you got to buy the cartridge, and none of it works without the online component of all of that stuff. And then just before the the new year, I think it was Sony, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, Sony did yet another one of those things where anybody that bought movies off of their PlayStation or whatever, they 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 jacked them all from you. They're all gone. Like so, kids that age, 26, 27. They've already been fucked a couple of times. Like, like, yeah. like they they don't have their they, they don't have physical video game cartridges anymore. They just got all their movies jacked from them. They don't own physical music anymore. So, I, so I think the under thirty crowd is starting to become wise to the difference between physical and digital. And and those those of us who are older, we we already know that it's it's like. I get that in some instances, digital is a huge convenience, but it's also not real. If you're 
hungry, a digital fucking taco isn't going to do you any good. You know, right. you need a physical taco, you know, and, and likewise, if you want, if you're, if you are a connoisseur of media, you want that physical media because no one can take that away from you and you're not being tracked and traced while you're consuming it. And, and you can transfer that from person to, I can loan it to you guys. And you John, know? they can't manipulate it because and one they of the things yeah. that we keep talking about, Drew and I have talked about this a couple times is how these streaming services they're manipulating these movies now. They're mm. editing them from their original versions. They're cutting out scenes. They're changing characters, you know, all to meet their new social, you know, agenda. Absolutely. No, again, that's what, that's why I love, I've got an actual, I mean, if, if you guys want, I can, I can, you know, we can cut and I can go grab it, but I've got an actual original pressing of 1984, the book 1984 by, by, by Orwell. Um, that's cool. And nice. if like yeah. literally the first pressing as it was, as it came out and you can take that book and you can buy a brand new copy today off of wherever Amazon, whatever, and you can go page for page and they've altered entire sections of that. Like it's not even, it's, it's not the same text that it was when it originally came out. And I realized that's 1984 and there's a whole, you know, if, if there ever was a manuscript that they were going to, fuck with the editing that's probably going to be one of the ones that they're going to fuck with but but think about what they i mean i love old dictionaries i love old um you know i collect old dictionaries i collect old encyclopedias i collect old reference books because they can't edit that shit and i can go i can i can go downstairs right now and i can get you a dictionary from the 1850s and we can look up a word like gender and i can tell you what the word gender meant in the 1850s and that's not what it means anymore. They've, they've literally changed the meaning of words. And so that's the power of physical media is it, is it can't be edited. And I, and my hope is that I'm seeing the younger generation, the under 30 crowds, it's all that shit starting to click in because you got to understand, like we've, we, we were born into a culture where we, we knew politicians and corporations were, it's a cultural meme, politicians, corporations, they're not our friends whatever. So, so we, I don't think any of us are our age um, trusted any of that stuff. Imagine being 18 or younger today, like they've got no faith in anything. Cause you right. can't, what, what are you going to have faith in? I mean, not, nothing is to be, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, graduated high school in 83. And it's like, and I, it's take, it's taken a long time for me to kind of deprogram myself and go shit, nothing I was taught is anywhere close to accurate, you know? And so, so I'm, I'm truly skeptical kids that are 18 ish now they're there. You can't even call it skeptical. They have no faith in anything because everything that they've born into is bullshit. Like everything. cynical cynical almost yeah. right like and, yeah. and i say this all the time actually like your older son you said he's 27 yeah about to be yeah yeah like that i'm 32 um drew i'm not sure how old you are you're a similar age to me right 36 is he 36 so yeah i mean i i think that like that age range is kind of like a really interesting era to be born in if i could have it my way i'd be like matt's age right like matt you're just a little older than me but like, I'd like to be a little older when 9-11 happened, just to try and, like, actually relive that 
and understand it more from that perspective. But people like in the age range that I mentioned, 36 to, you know, we'll say 26, mm. they, they were born before the internet was mainstream. Mm. They got to see the best of the analog world, like when it peaked. And then also like the switch over to digital. And now that it's fully digital, the people that have been born since like the pure digital age, they, they would be clueless if shit fell apart. Right. Um, the people that were, that are, you know, so old now that they don't understand the digital stuff that's going on. They didn't really get to capitalize or benefit from like this amazing technology that's out there. So it's interesting to really get the best of both worlds being like a nineties baby. We'll say, yeah, right. Yeah, ex exactly. It's and an I interesting thing, man. It's something I think about a lot and I've heard other people mention it. Uh, one of my favorite comedians, Tim Dillon, talked about that. Oh, it's like, you know, when you're when you're, a, you know, nine years old, you're born in 1991, like I am nine years old. You and your friends are going to go meet up and you're meeting up at this spot at this time. And if they're not there at this time, like they're they're forgotten for the day. They they There's no way to reach out. There's no way to get in contact. If you don't know where the kids are going, the group's going, you're fucked for the day. Right. Mm -hmm. You can meet up tomorrow. And then now it's just like people can't even figure out where to go and meet up friends without texting and getting like GPS coordinates or whatever it is to go and like find, find the but, friend group. So, but that old, that old dynamic that you just, that you just mentioned that, that held you to a certain level of accountability. It's like, I, you know, you knew if you didn't meet your friends at the movie theater at five o'clock, you were going to be left behind. And there, there, there was no device. There was no magic device to go, Hey, I'm here, you know, come pick me up right. or whatever. You just, you just, you know, so, so, so people were a little more self-sufficient in their personal management of time and, and just tasks and all. And, and now, like you say, I mean, you, there, there, there are people that literally can't get from their house to the grocery store without ways telling them how to get there, you know? Right. And, and, yeah. and There's too much reliance. My nephew's trying to go on a fishing trip. His first one, he's only 21 going out with some mates for Australia Day, he wants to camp and he wants to catch snap, which is a large fish in Australia. He wasn't sure what type of braided line to have on his fishing rod. Instead of asking his father, his grandfather or me, his uncle, he's on his phone frantically trying to find a video. None of the videos are lining up with his search engine responses. And I said, why don't you just go down to the bait and tackle shop and ask one of the guys that works there? He'll probably put it on for you and show you how to do it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I can't do that. The social anxiety is just too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so funny, man. Yeah. It's and it, it almost is like a thing where it's like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to give anyone the benefit of, uh, of, of having the upper hand on you when it comes to information, like your, your nephew might've felt like that was embarrassing to go and ask a stranger for some advice, even though that's what that stranger is paid to fucking do. Yeah. But, but, advice on but, but, but I think, I think Drew nailed it is there's this social anxiety, just, just for one human to go up to another human and have like a human interaction and go, how do you put this, fishing line together to, in order to accomplish this goal that I want. Like the default is I'm going to go to YouTube and look for a, a, a video versus, you know, I'm going to go to the, you know, to, 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 to the, in real life, I'm going to go down to the bait and tackle shop, or I'm going to go to the hardware store and ask, you know, Larry who works the hardware store, how to, how to, how to do this thing that I, that I need to know how to do. That's where, I mean, you know, that I, I grew up, if you needed to know something, you, you had to go, you had to find a source. If you wanted to know plumbing, you need to go find somebody who knew plumbing and ask them. Oh man. Yeah. 
Dude, yeah. you you nailed it right there with the plumbing thing because I I recently put in a hot water heater, and it's one of those things. And like every time, because I don't leave my house too often, I I actually kind of like isolation a little bit. I do enjoy talking with people. Clearly, like you know, I, I have a podcast. I talk with people all over the world. Um, but every time that I have an, a face to face interaction with somebody. I like I consider them a friend almost, man. Like it's it's wild. When I was in Philadelphia, I was sitting at a bar in an airport and just talking with people. And it's wild. Like you you bond with these people so quickly just by having like a genuine human experience. And when I was putting this water heater in, I went and I talked with this guy that owns this old fashioned, he's an old Jewish guy. Things been the the building's been here forever, like since the 40s or whatever. And it's like been passed down from his great grandparents to him and all this stuff. And, and, you know, he was a mask wearer. He wanted us to all wear masks when we walked in and shit. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be whack talking with this guy. But we ended up like really having a fun conversation about like just plumbing. Like I was like learning shit from him. He was telling me stuff. I ended up pulling my mask down under my chin. And he's like, yeah, these are kind of bullshit. We, I just feel like we have to do these, you know? So like, we're not that different from people that we don't feel yeah. like like the the initial reaction someone that's wearing a mask you might fucking really get along with those people really well I, even if you hate the mask thing you know and you just have to talk yeah. to people man it's it's yep. wild what it does you, you so you so nailed that like i i went through the entire events of 2020 forward and i like i I didn't change anything I did. I didn't change where I went. I didn't change my behavior. I didn't, I never put a mask on and I never did any of that. I just like, cause I, I could go into a whole other thing. You know, my, my, again, my wife's been disabled um, for, you know, going on 20 years now. I've looked at more blood and cellular behavior than, than your average person. So I, you know, I kind of know what I'm talking about in that realm. So when all of this 2020 viral nonsense came out, it was, it was, you know, we, I just had a different, a, a different uh, perspective than a lot of people had, but I went through all of 2020 forward and I just smiled my way through it. I was just nice. You know, I mean, every once in a while, somebody would ask me to put on a mask. I'd be like, no, thank you. You know, and I never, I, I never got kicked out of any place. I don't have any Karen scenarios that I can tell you guys about. I just, I just, but what, what a not enough of us did, and, and, and I think that's kind of the theme of what we're, we're, we're all kind of discussing here is, is I wish more people knew that it was okay. Like, like they, that the plumber guy that, that, that Ryan, that you were just talking about, like when you pulled your mask down, you realize he was, he was there with you. He was just, yeah. you know, he, he, he wasn't passionate about that. You know, he just, he was just doing it. Cause he, cause he, cause he thought, I had people, I never had anybody, I went into so many stores and never wore a mask. A lot of times I was the only person in there not wearing a mask. I don't have any stories of anyone coming up to me and being an asshole, but I do have like multiple stories of people coming up and thanking me. I mean, why? And then it's like, well, because you're, you're not wearing a mask. And I was like, you don't, you don't have to wear a mask either. Just, just don't. Yeah. Just be nice. But you know? it's I'll that you, the safety only, oh. net, right? Nobody nobody wants to be the first one, but they'll gladly Once talk. they, yeah. But once somebody does, that, and, and again, that's kind of like, you know, I mean, Matt, when, before we even started, that was what I was talking about, about the art of conversation. This is just hearing other people have conversation or seeing other people behave in certain ways. That's all, that's all some people need is they just need that validation and go, okay, I was thinking that, or I was wanting to do that anyways, but now I see somebody else doing it. It makes it easier for, you know, that, that person to come out and do it. 
it goes back to that thing where like if your car breaks down on the side of the road and you're just asking for help no one's going to really help you but if you're if they people see you trying to push your own car out of the way oh everyone's going to come yeah, out. yeah you're going to people lining up to help you push yeah, yeah man and like i've experienced that firsthand my old car has broken down in the middle of a freaking intersection and i have pushed it out of the way and and so many people just like park their car yeah. and come and help man like um it, it's nuts but uh yeah dude it, it's just it, there's something to be said about just old school interactions with people like you That's... you will not believe the people that you would get along with and have like a good connection with and you don't get their phone number you don't you don't do anything you never see them again but every once in a while you'll just think back like oh man that was a cool dude that i was talking with at the airport or that you know this this chick at this bar was a nice lady or whatever you know it's it's a wild kind of experience. It's human majority, too. Yeah, the majority of us are, are most people are decent people. I've you know I've I've said it a bunch of different ways in past conversations. It's like, and 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 again, I mean, I know this will this will rub a lot of people wrong, but like, I don't know that I've actually ever met a racist person. I've never met a terrorist. I've never met a homophobic person. I think these are all problems that have been created. Now, I've met people who have said some bigoted shit, and I've met people who have said some dumbass shit, but I've like I've never met like like take the word racism. That that word gets thrown around like it's fucking candy. Okay? Racism means you are against a fucking race of people. You want to see that race of people like eliminated, mm. gone from your life altogether. Who do you know in your real life that feels that way about a race of people. I mean, for real, like, like, like if, if I paid you guys a thousand dollars a person to come up with like someone who's real, who, who would come on camera with me and go, oh, I hate Chinese people. You know, I want them like, who do you, like, I don't know any real racist people. I don't know any real homophobic people. I know people who would probably not want their kids to be gay, but that doesn't mean they're homophobic. That just means that that's just not, you know, I'm as heterosexual as they come, but I've got tons of gay friends and I don't give a shit who you're sleeping with. You know, John, you will I get $3,000 if I find someone who's racist, homophobic <laughs> and a terrorist? If they'll come on camera with me and you and, and, and they will go, my name is so-and-so, I live in this address and I, I'm racist, I'm homophobic and, and, and I'm a terrorist. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe. But, but, but again, I don't think, like, I don't think these problems really exist. I think they're just these social constructs that, that, it gets enough people agitated that 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 they they become these memes and 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 again I I don't I don't know I'd love to meet a real racist I'd love to have a conversation with a real racist person I'd like to know what would make that person tick you know I, it I, is when you say like I, I I agree with what you're saying I see where you're going because yeah it it goes back to like my my love for comedy I forget what comedian said this but it takes someone to really trust you to show their racism right like no one no one is going to go up to strangers and be like man i hate this group of people like if someone's confiding that in you they trust you so much to just be like wow like you're sharing some deep hatred with me and, and being racist or homophobic those aren't passive things like you got to be active in that you know what i mean right. so, so like if you're really racist that's not a passive right feeling. 
Right. Doesn't this go back to Daryl Davis, the African-American man who actively went out and spoke to Klan's members and he actually yeah. became good friends with them and yeah. switched their that's, thinking? That's, that's, they clearly like, weren't now, racist to begin with. That's a, that's a great, that, that is a great story. Yeah, that's that right. Dave mm. Chappelle skit where he's the head of the KKK. <laughs> he's, he's a blind black man. He's a blind, he's a blind <laughs> <laughs> He divorces his wife because she's an N-word lover. It's yes. so funny, dude. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh. Yeah, man, and then like the homophobia thing. Like the phobia, I think that was a term that was created because no one's afraid of gay people. Mm-hmm. It's almost empowering people to be gay because anyone that doesn't agree with them is afraid of them. And if you're afraid of something that's giving them power, it's not a fear, even for like, I, I definitely like, you know, like you said yourself, John, like I'm very straight. Um, I, I don't think that homosexuality is sustainable. I'll say that. If everyone was gay, I don't think any of us would be here, you know? So it's not natural. That's my opinion. But I'm not afraid of it. No, no. no. And, 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 and I, I mean, I mean, my, you know, my wife's wedding dress was crafted by a, a pretty high profile drag queen here in the Nashville area, you know, and 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 what what wonderful, wonderful human being. I am far from hobophobic. I, in fact, like I said, I've mentioned several times, I graduated in 83. So I, you know, I lived in a time that was like before Boy George, you know, and <laughs> and, and, and when even when like Boy George came out and, and the culture club was like a thing in like 81, 82, for a minute, it was like, you know, that's not a that's not a girl. That's a dude. For like a minute, there was a novelty about it, but nobody cared. Like there was no, there was no backlash against it because everyone loved that music and it was super trendy and all every, everybody loved that. And, 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 and we'd already been through Bowie's androgyny and the New York dolls androgyny and, 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 and all that. So, so like, it wasn't that big of a deal. And so I can, I can tell you, I mean, I grew up in Tempe, Arizona. I went to a very, very, very like racially integrated high public high school um, tons of tons of different different ethnicities, and and tons of different sexuality options. Nobody cared if anybody in '83. Nobody cared if anybody. Do, do you know who the biggest homophobes were in the '80s and '90s? They were the closeted politicians. They, they, That's <laughs> those were the biggest homophobes because they were afraid that if people found out that they were gay, then they'd flip on them. You, right. You that know, was the Ryan, homophobia. Ryan went to the crux of it, though, the fear. It's not like we're seeing videos of people freaking out like over spiders when they see a gay person. Yeah, it's not like run, you see someone turn over a rock and street, a gay guy right? goes, hello, and people <laughs> freak out. Well, dude, this stuff goes back to, I mean, old, old days, too. I was watching Gangs in New York with Kim the other day, and Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, is the dude in that, right? Like, yep, I mean, yep. just a, a badass. I mean, just, uh, just any role that dude is in, I mean, he is that guy. But... Like they, when is that filmed? The twenties? Is that when? The, I mean, obviously not filmed then, but when is that set place? No, the 20s, that's right? earlier than that. Oh, that that's eighteen hundreds. Um, okay, if so, if not earlier, American Civil War, isn't it? Yeah. Set around the American Civil War. I think it's like late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Early, well, my yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, a long, long time ago, right? But it's pretty historically accurate with the way you know they're anti-Irish, all these things. And Daniel Day Lewis talks about Sheehy's in that. Right. Like th- there's a group of Sheehy's in the like there's the Chinese, there's the the whites, there's the Irish, there's all these different groups. And there's an, a whole clan of like transgender drag queen type people 
And they're allowed to operate back then as long as he gets his cut of the money that they make. They were right? in Roman times, right? I mean, Greeks, go back. There were always these it's gender all, benders. Always, always. Yeah. And yeah. they're all and there's and there always will be. And and it's only been recently that it's been artificially made into this cultural meme that, that that's a big deal. Like, like again, in in the early 80s, I can tell you. Like and I and I wasn't some closeted kid. I was playing in a band. I mean, I had. I mean, I, I was I was out there in the public. Nobody cared. Nobody cared in the early eighties if you were gay. Nobody cared. It always it always came back to sex work as well. Like in the Roman period, in that time, yeah. what you're talking about with um, gangs of New York, they're all sex workers because this is a time in history when if you didn't have money to to live your life and to get by, you're in a lot of trouble. And people with very low skills. They sought out the oldest profession there was, and that was yeah. sex work. And 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 there's always going to be there's always going to be dudes that want dudes. There's going to be girls that want girls, or, and 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 every other combination. It's always been, always will be. But but what you said before, John, it wasn't pushed, right? It wasn't it wasn't put out there in the forefront like this is the way to go. Like it's such a minority, well, it was treated as such, right? Well, it was it was yeah, just left to be. Now, because I'm turned into a macro. Yeah. Now you look at it, and and I mean this whole gender affirming nonsense. When... Well, I, I don't I don't think that the 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 eugenics puppeteers had the foothold then that they have now. Yes. Like like now now the eugenics, um, yeah, like that that that's the one common thread I see running through all upper echelons of celebrity and religion and politicians they're all they're all into eugenics and which i'm not into eugenics but i can understand the allure because when you're into eugenics you are literally literally trying to play god you are literally trying crowd which is in control right now of a lot of people's minds you know they 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 they, they cannot have the individuality of separate genders they cannot have the creativity of separate genders so they have to blur those lines and isn't it very interesting that this really came to the forefront post-world war ii and in the in lieu of operation paperclip when we know that there was tons of eugenics going on not only i mean it's funny how they say that the majority of it was going on in nazi germany and 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 that's total bullshit because there were experiments going on in russia there were experiments going on here north america had death panels yeah was it was it wasn't dr bill gates father one of the key eugenics you know (laughs) yes he was he was part of yeah he's early planned parenthood right yeah 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 with margaret sanger he was a big fan you know you guys mentioned eugenics and a lot of people mention eugenics have you heard of euthenics before euthenics i heard you talk about it ryan your show because that's what I wonder if we're if that eugenics term was something that was put out there so that we continue to talk about that. Because it sounds like what what all these problems come from is euthenics and euthenics. I, I'll pull up a definition real quick and I'll just read it real fast. Um, eugenics is a science that deals with development of human well-being by improvement of living conditions. It's um, it is concerned with establishing optimal living conditions for plants, animals, or humans, especially through proper provisioning and environment. And it's also the study of the control of the environment, especially with a view to improving the health and living standards of the human race. 
So in short, what I learned looking into this previously is that euthenics is trying to change the current generation or eugenics is focusing on future generations. It seems like euthenics is the umbrella organization and, and, and eugenics exists underneath eugenics. Sure, they can both like you like Utopia, which obviously Utopia is a place that doesn't fucking exist, right? But on the way there, there's a lot of horrible things that happen, man. I mean, how are you going to tell the first ever uh, elected Down syndrome politician in uh, in Spain? How are you going to tell her that she doesn't have a place in the future? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like I, it's very tough. I'm curious about like Drew just brought something up. Like I'm curious. What do you what you guys think about this? Because I'm I'm um, you know we're we're here in the states we're starting a whole new season of America's Next Top President, and uh, <laughs> you know and, and 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 all of the shit that goes along with that, and I I am I am to the point where like with with my peers the people that are of my age group I've got no more fucks to give I'm 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 all out of fucks and and. Uh, We've watched enough of these two to four year religious ceremonial cycles. Um, here's my question to you guys, like, and 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 Drew, I mean, definitely chime in because this is kind of a worldwide question. But I'm going to frame it in like a U.S., like the Church of the Red and Blue here in in, in the U.S. Like, can anyone cite any example? Any, I mean, anything where the church of red and blue whether it's blue or red anything that they have they have improved like has food gotten any better cheaper more abundant healthier has air gotten any healthier has water is water free and cleaner are schools churning out better students it, are, are are we any more self sufficient or better in any possible have, have have has that religion improved anything is it, are there any examples of of any improvement at all? To which I think the obvious answer is no. I'd love I'd love to hear an example of something that's been improved, but I've yet to have anyone actually answer that. So I'm just going to jump ahead and go. If not, then we are seriously dealing with some 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 global like Stockholm syndrome. They poison the shit out of our food and water. You know, you're under an operation. You're being controlled. Whether I, it's I, I get, I get that, I get that that is happening, but that is the case in any abusive relationship. In any abusive relationship, the abuser is being controlled and manipulated. But at some point, the abuser or the abused have to come to the conclusion that, like, if I go back to him, he's going to continue to hit me. He's going to keep cheating. He's going to keep lying. He's, you know, like, like, I'm, I'm just using the man-woman relationship analogy, but like <laughs> we ought to know better. And that. I think, but I think you did. We got a small dose of that human, you know, people quote unquote waking up in 2020, right? I think that was a large operation for humanity to get a wake up call now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. That was that was a silver lining in in all of that 2020 nonsense. This is, is is it it caused it caused a lot more people to snap out of it and if nothing else, at least now visually, now we know who everybody is. You know, cuz pe people are literally wearing their allegiances on their face with, you know, with with their face diapers. Well, and um, people people will though, they'll 
you know, they're more willing to look at these things too now, I think. You know, I think there's some a lot more people that question the medical system. There's a lot more people that question the food system now and and are looking to grow their own food, you know, start their own gardens. You know, that whole movement that homesteading is really picking up now. People are, people homesteading, want to, homeschooling, just just yeah. self yeah, just just all sorts of sovereignty, self-sufficient um areas are growing, but there is still a third at least a third at least, of the population. At least. That, I would that, say more than that. That is that is um under this spell, so to speak. You know and, what it is, John? Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yeah, yeah, with Ryan. I got it's, something to say real quick. Like but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say politically it's most noticeable. <laughs> Myself a conservative my entire life. I've been I've been in the punk rock and individuality and all that my my entire life. Um I don't see how someone could be Republican and conservative at the same time. I just I, do, I don't exactly. see how the, I exactly. don't see how those two things can can co can coexist. I don't see how you can be libertarian and conservative. You are if you are a statist, if you believe in the religion of the state, then that is a liberal mindset. And so all Democrats, all Republicans, all libertarians, those are all liberal mindsets. So I think what's happening, at least here in the states, is people who have identified as Republican um, or conservative are realizing that they've been duped as far as definitions go, because you yeah. you cannot possibly be a conservative Republican. You just, it's, it's like, it's What's like, a gang? A, it's like being a dry yeah. glass of water or, you know, or, or a frozen flame. You, you can't. Well, be it. well it's repping your colors, right? Like that's yeah. what it and, is. And like, sorry, just real quick, what I was trying to say, like what you guys were talking about a second ago with uh, um, Matt, I think you were saying like the 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 school system is tricking people into feeling like they have to vote and all these different things are being attacked all different kinds of ways, the food and all this stuff. I think it's so much more simple than that. And I think why people vote and why people like take pride in their vote is because they want to fuck over the other side. Right. Like the the Republicans get so much pride about liberal tears, right? Like this is like a huge thing for that for that right side. And then the left is like, oh yeah, your your guy lost, like, you know, go cry about it. He's going to go to prison, all this stuff. And like that that recent election was a preview of like all future elections. They're going to get more divisive. Isn't right? that bully isn't that bullying and 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 kind of the essence of war is Well, is yeah, but I mean, we can't look for logic and what's coming from that side, right? And and really, I mean, like I, I clearly I lean more to the right, but there's so much hypocrisy on that side too. There's a ton. I I I I struggle even to say that there's less than there is on the liberal side because with a dad that worked at home and a mom that worked outside of the house. But I saw so many kids that that grew up just fine with, you know, the 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 opposite of what I grew up with, with the mom not even working and just staying home. That's not a possibility anymore. That's something that I think was constructed to make women feel empowered that they can go out and out earn their husbands, right? So it's While a pissing Again, again it's 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 a battle. It's war. Yeah. It's it's and separating it, the family and all yeah. that happy horse shit they do. It's just being the better. It's being the best. Like, oh yeah, I'm red. I'm better than the blue. This for this this four years around or whatever it is, man. Like I always always understood, and you know, and. and you know, may, may, maybe I learned it wrong in the beginning, but I always understood that the definition of conservative and liberal is 
when you've got things on the table like personal liberties or freedoms or you know property or th things things that you know are of self you are either liberal with giving those responsibilities or those freedoms or those liberties away to a third party or you are very conservative in keeping those to yourself and you're very conservative in, in, in giving those away so i've always thought of liberal and conservative in those terms it's like a liberal person is very liberal in offloading resp personal responsibilities to a third party in hopes that they'll do it better a conservative sure. person is going to hold those responsibilities close to the vest and not be so liberal in giving them up and so that's that's why i say i don't know i don't know how anybody that worships the district of columbia here in the united states could possibly consider themselves a conservative yeah. Because if, if if you are worshiping the District of Columbia, you are clearly into offloading personal responsibilities to a third party because you do it every two to four years in some weird religious ceremony where, you know, it, it's I've, I've heard people say the single biggest responsibility one has is to feel more comfortable doing it. And that's not that that's not the case here. That's not what we're talking about in this instance, like just because the social norm is pushing you in that direction doesn't mean we automatically should go that way that's that's a bear trap that you're just going to fall into and regret it instantly and that's what they're doing with a lot of these malleable and, and why are they going after kids I and, mean, and and, oh, and yeah. didn't wasn't social norm like at least as a young person was it the social norm something that you automatically bucked against i mean what about counterculture what happened to counterculture yeah. Well, the CIA infiltrated it yeah, a long counter, time ago. Counter, yeah. Counterculture used to be like legitimate people like myself and, and perhaps the, the three of you who would go, you know, I don't know that I necessarily want to go in that direction just because everyone else is going in that direction. I might hold my, my place or I might go in that direction just because, you know, just because everyone else is going in the opposite direction. But there, there used to be <laughs> like a legit counterculture. And it's Black Lives Matter lived up to the hype in the industry yeah morrissey i i, I think i think more more I, 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 honestly out of out of everybody it's funny because in context at the time morrissey took a lot of crap for being you know androgynous or gay or whatever and a lot of people gave him you know a lot of shit for being you know light-footed or you know he had you know begonias sticking out of his back pocket or whatever but that guy ended up he never he 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 was who he said he was and he and he and he and he maintained it even to this day. He is who he said he was. I think I think John Lydon of the Sex Pistols is also another one who agree with them or not. He is who he said he was, you know, even though he was part of arguably one of the first boy bands that was ever put together, you know. Um, but but again, he he was who he said he was. And but but outside of Morrissey and John Lydon and maybe a few others, you know, Ian Brown, um, Stone Roses, um held it down um yeah but but there's yeah there's far, far and few between man uh, you ever meet the metallica guys any of the metallica guys because they're supposedly conservative uh yeah i i i uh i actually am am uh kind of kind of close to that scenario and probably shouldn't comment really okay yeah, yeah. interesting yeah, i don't want to get anybody in trouble Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just say from an outside perspective, you know, like them living in San Francisco and then all moving out of San Francisco, I feel like that's like, a, I mean, it says a lot about how things have changed in their heads. You know, that's just, like I said, an outside perspective. I, 
I find them interesting. As, well, uh, when it comes to that counterculture discussion around the pendulum swing to who's the counterculture and who's not between left and right, I get in a lot of trouble in the Australian scene because all these people have flocked to the freedom parties, the minor parties, and have gone very staunchly conservative. And they always say to me, Drew, you, you've seemed very traditional. You've got all these things that you say, but you don't back these parties. Why? And I always go to, they don't change anything. It doesn't matter which government you get in. They're going to fuck you over at any time. So then they say, what are you black people? What's your, your belief with? I don't care who you worship. I don't care. As long as you're not causing me harm, har actual harm, not, not, you know, insulting or, or, or inconvenient. I mean, actual harm, as long as you're not hurting me or stealing from me, then, you know, again, you know, if, if, if we want to be left alone and we want, and we want that um, grace and mercy of individuality and creativity, you, you got to give it. You know, and, 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 and I let, I let all, I've got some really, really, really fucking harshly um, founded beliefs, but none of my beliefs, none of my beliefs make any demands of anybody else. And I think that's, that's where, you know, that's where a lot of people fall short is I think a lot of people have demand, have beliefs that make demands of other people. Mm -hmm. And when your beliefs start making demands of other people, that's a little bit fucked up. You should, this shouldn't be that way. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. It's interesting. Which, ironically, the progressive movement's kind of been based on. It's making demands of people that really it shouldn't be. Well, the progressive movement is into control. There, the, if if you're progressive, you either want to be controlled or you want to control. Yeah, you know, you, you, you're you're into control on one end one end of the stick. You know. You think that's why they're like putting all those things, the, like the archetypes of liberalism or progressivism. They're putting those archetypes into society. Like they're they're you see them in movies all the time, and then you see them in like the fetish world and stuff too, like the subs and doms, right? Like all these people, like it just it seems like they're this stuff is just absolutely thrown into every aspect of well, society and culture. I mean, con control is an aphrodisiac, man. I mean, if if you like to be controlled, well, then you know that's the whole dominatrix thing you know right. it, it, but if you want to be the controller well then that's the whole you know lord master you know master you know, master servant thing you know so so, so controls a con controls a, a real controls a motherfucker people get enchanted sure. by it you know whether they want to be controlled or whether they want to control it's 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 a that's a that's a can't be a tax agent if you're conservative but it, there's got to be some other jobs out there where lawyer. it's like, dude you, you you can't possibly be a conservative lawyer a lawyer, okay. Yeah, I mean, you, couldn't, you couldn't because because the the whole act of lawyering is anything legal is commercial, and all okay. of and, and all of this all, all this this whole facade of government is built on the the artificial corporation acting as government. You know, I mean, there 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 once was actual government, and then slowly but surely, government was taken over and and by these commercial entities that and jfk just, got shot and here well, we are and then we go off the gold standard and it's like 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 yeah. I, you know i you know i live in the state of tennessee it's like at one point there was a state of tennessee that was actual land and the right. people lived on it but at some point the state of tennessee incorporated became a corporation a commercial entity and and now it's all now it's all legal and and so you can't be a you can't be a conservative and exist in that weird fake commercial 
fictional world. I mean, there's a there's a reason why it's called corporate fiction because it's not real. And and I think most conservatives, most real conservatives, exist in the real world. They want real, like I want real control. I want right. real ownership. I want real, you know, I want real stuff. I want real music, real books, real everything. You know? So by that logic, then they can't be judges either. So any oh conservative gosh, yeah. judge on the Supreme Court is just another liberal. Yeah, the the, the, the entire yeah. legal system is nothing but commercial liberals. Okay. It comes down to your definition of conservative as well and how much it's changed because there seems to be a schism in what conservative means to be because you could apply gender roles and certain jobs that are traditionally held by women that men are now in and vice versa. Like if you say a man as a childcare worker or a nurse or working with the elderly, in a lot of um, conservative groups, they'd say that that's... I think a true conservative could be a, a, a federal, could, couldn't hold a federal position of any kind. Yeah. It'd only be like a sheriff, right? Like that's the only... Well, sh well sh sheriffs are different because sheriffs are actually elected, are, mm. are actually elected positions. And constitutional, like they uphold the constitution, supposedly. Yeah. Well, the constitution of the yeah. country, not the constitution of the corporation. You know, sure. You, know, you, always, you always got to make, you, know, you always got to distinguish which constitution sure, sure. are we talking about. Absolutely. Know. Yeah, man. No, it's just an interesting thought, Matt. I don't yeah, know if I, you I like, yeah, that. I, I, that's a fun question. Yeah, I, I like that. Thanks for, thanks for posing that. Yeah, no, that's a good one because you think about it and it makes no sense. But in this system, though, they have to balance it out. Otherwise, everything would skew one one direction. So you have to have republican lawyers and you have you know it's injustices and police officers and things That's, like that yeah but there, there's there's this whole like that whole fake two side thing it's like it's not there's oh not it's it's all yeah, yeah it's all yeah, show yeah. it's yeah. it's all for entertainment it's for division it's for the you know why why can't we have three parties then yeah right? well why does it what why does there need to be a party you know yeah. like like, like I'll, I'll i'll ask you guys this do you think that as a human being you does does human being a have the right to walk up to human being b and just declare non-consensual authority over them no no, no definitely I mean, not no because well, that would be slavery well and my idea is the government could stop working tomorrow no one would know about it government could disappear for a month and people still show up to work we people don't still need, go about their daily business it's 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 kind of i think if most rational thinking people Put aside, just stop all the Fox, CNN, news, all that shit, and just think about it. You don't, we don't need to be governed. We're not children. You know, we don't need, you don't need to be governed. You just, it's, 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 it's absurd. And if you wanted to enter into a governed situation, just us. Save the best <laughs> philosophy, my friend. <laughs> but I, yeah, it I is think. I think it's it is a strange up. situation. The world's not black and white, and we say that in everything. The world is works in various shades of gray, and politics has just put things in black and white and kind of created that team division, team blue, team red, and it keeps that momentum of the pendulum swinging back and forward through force, and it's yes. force of division. Yet if people were to sit in the middle somewhere where they could agree on something, that's where you see fundamental change happen. I think well, that's where you see true progressivism and true conservatism at the same time. Yes. And and if you don't align with the team, I mean, how many people really fit into a conservative liberal box? 100%. You know, most people, your your ideas kind of mesh a little bit. You know, you cross like, lines I, I can, here and, 
there. I could never be a true conservative when it comes to the idea of technology. If I was a true conservative, I'd be still plowing a field with a horse and cart. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But the progressive side of that is technology made things a little bit easier for us so we can do other things in our life. Well, you yeah. can't sit in either side of completely progressive or completely conservative because then you don't progress as a society in any way. Well, I think it's like masculine feminine. Like, like it's it's absurd to expect somebody to be completely masculine or completely feminine. We all have masculine and feminine qualities. We all have, lib if, if we're going to use terms like liberal and conservative, we've all got, you know, like, like when, when it comes to um, freedoms and liberties, I'm extremely conservative. But when it comes to um, let's just say social things like sharing, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of big on, you know, I live out in a rural area, so I've, I'm pretty prepped for things. It's like, I'm very liberal with my, um, I guess my personal wealth, put it that way. Like, like if, if I've got a neighbor that needs something, I'm very liberal with that. So, so I'm always, why do we have to be one or the other? I'm I'm constantly moving between liberal and conservative, depending upon this the the scenario. And and, and he's going to do a uh, we're going to do a uh, conspiracy three three thousand yeah. <laughs> all the names of the people. But yeah, dude, it's uh, I agree with what you're saying, John. Like it's absolutely like a real thing. You can't just go through if you were a hundred percent masculine. As men, like we would just, I mean, how would you get anything done? You know what I mean? You it's like, not natural, no. right? It's not, it's, there's no balance. Everything has to have balance. Yeah. 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 And, and it, I think that it is important and maybe that's why our society as fucked up as we say it is, it's pretty good. Like, you know, maybe that's why we have the two political sides because it's a A side and a B side, a positive and a negative side. Maybe there's just got to be that dichotomy for a lot well, of they are time. they are right it's an a and a b and but we're the energy in the middle that makes that battery charge that's what i'm right? saying maybe it has to be like that I, I like is it possible that maybe there has to be suffering in the world is it possible that maybe it's just like without suffering there wouldn't be any bliss or or something is it well, possible that horrible things have to happen to yeah, experience great what things? about what about your right Ryan, what about your example of like, you know, when your when your car broke down and you started to push it, you know, like people are people will come out of the woodwork to help you push your car. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're thinking masculine or feminine or 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 conservative or or liberal. I think they're just I think that's that's a very human experience. They see another human being who needs help. And unless you're an absolute fucking douchebag, you're going to want to help that that person, you know? Sure. And, but and, and, maybe if I had a bunch of MAGA stickers on my car or a bunch of uh, swastikas, well, maybe I wouldn't get so much help. Yeah, but so then, maybe but, there but, is. But then you'd be virtue signaling, and and that then and and I would say that would be a very liberal thing to do. You know, right? I mean, because 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 most most people who are conservative don't really most people who are truly conservative don't give a shit about virtue signaling because sure. you know it, it, I, I I don't you know I, I as a conservative I don't fucking god I, I you know the only sticker i have on on my car i think is a pennywise sticker from you know so southern california punk band you know but 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 you know and and i only have that on there because i like the band you know i don't give a fuck whether anybody else likes it or not or, or yeah. not but 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 you know but so, so I, I i don't know i, I think i think maybe uh i 
most of us humans are 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 modulating between all of these things at right. any time and and that's just what being human is i mean sometimes i think anybody that's in a in a in a relationship with 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 another person male or female knows it's it's all give and take i mean sometimes my wife is the dominant person you know i mean today you know she she was very dominant today she had some things she needed to she needed to get done and she needed heard and she needed you know attention on so she's very dominant today but tomorrow she'll probably be very you know very much you know um non-dominant and i might be the dominant one it's it's a give and take you know it's it's it's, it's a balance and that's and that's why we have a healthy relationship is because neither one of us is really in charge we're 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 to, we're sharing this human experience together and and i think that's what that's what all healthy relationships do that's what healthy friendships do you know it's like you know you, you know all all of us have good friends and our good friends will tell us you know you know i i i i love when my friends say john you know you're you're being a bit of an asshole you know and you know stop you need that right you, you need, need people to put you in check it's it's i'm thankful for that yeah yeah, I'm thankful for that because one, how good of a friend is it that'll tell you that you're being an asshole? You know, you you want you want friends like that, and 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 I think you know kids want parents like that, and partners want spouses like that, and and you know boyfriends want girlfriends like that, girlfriends want boyfriends like that. You 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 need that you need that balance and that honesty where the other it's it's just a it's just a give and take, and we just are yeah. mere. The, the society we live in right now, we are marinating in a, a lot of narcissism and narcissism is just all self. It's just me, it's all me, ego. me, 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 yeah, me. It's all ego. And, 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 and you can't, you, you, nothing, nothing gets done effectively or constructively when it's done in an egotistical way. It's just, it's just, it just never works that way. Yeah. On a lower level, it's like, like having the friend that tells you you got the piece of spinach in your teeth or the booger in your nose. Like you need yeah. someone to be like, hey, yeah. dude, like fix that real quick. You know, and you're always thankful about it. You might be embarrassed, but you're thankful somebody told you. Yeah. yeah. At least Instead somebody had just the walking around. to tell you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That application in a relationship is perfect because a lot of people say, oh, my wife was on my back to do all these chores. But by the time you go out and you cut, say, cut back the branches on the tree or mow the lawn or build her something that she needed built. In that time, you think that she might be on your back and she's being domineering, but she brings you out a coffee. She'll bring you out lunch. At the end of it, you go, geez, that actually looks really good. I did need to do that. Yeah. And that's that give and take that you have in relationships and you don't even realize while it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's the human experience. That That is the beauty of relationships is that give and take, you know? Yeah. And again, good, 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 healthy relationships breathe like that and 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 it's and it's not a dominance struggle it's just a you know i know you know I, I i love my wife we have an amazing relationship and i i i know i know when to breathe and i know when to clinch my fist you know yeah. uh, there's 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 just times for both and and you know some, some when i'm and don't think that i mean i'm hitting my boy someone's my, gonna take that my, the wrong no, way no 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 my my, my 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 wife is a tough woman i i, I, I know I, what I, we're clipping for the next show <laughs> like, she, she, she might start giving me the business i'm like all right here we go <laughs> here we go catch a check hook yeah, yeah dude it's uh it, yeah it's funny man it's just you know when you, when we bring these things up and it sounds so easy like talking about it and it and and to people that don't think like we do they might think that we're just bitching about society or just bitching about the way things are. 
But I always just wonder if like, what could be better than what we're doing right now? You know, I feel like maybe, like I said, maybe, maybe some bad things have to happen. Maybe some suffering has to happen in order for us to feel like this. I don't know. I, because I, I feel like my life's great, but I've also experienced hard times, right? Not to the extent of some other people. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I've had the hardest life because I it's been far from hard, hard. But relatively, I've had some hard times, right? So Everybody struggles, right, Rye? That's what it seems like you have to. Yeah. Like the people that never struggle, they're these people that are just on like Ritalin, or Adderall just constantly just kind of floating through life. And they're just like, yeah, everything's whatever, you know, and they don't really feel true human emotions, man. Like, I feel like you have to get upset and you have to like, you know, you have to see some horrible things and, and whatever to, to appreciate the great things. I, don't know. The, I think that's the essence of creativity. You know, I mean, if, if everybody was just neutral and, comfortable or stagnant or whatever there wouldn't be any creativity it, it's 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 that you know you know you might be driving home and you and you, and you get a flat tire or your car craps out and you have to walk three miles home in the rain well you know you're going to have some creative thoughts during that time you know and 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 and, and you might have a you might have a flash of genius during that time what you would not have had if you just comfortably drove home without any struggle it's like like out, out out of struggle, out of out of inconvenience, out of pain. Out of, that's 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 creativity. That that's where, you know. I mean, I think I think the essence of creativity is not being stagnant. Well, we yeah, yeah, we just came full circle with that, right? You start. We started out with that with the the whole idea of being creative, right? And everybody needs a creative outlet in some sort, and. Man, it, it's more true than ever today. So yeah, dude. I don't know. Creativity comes from the worst shit and the best shit. It doesn't really come from the middle, that middle ground. No, right? Well, there's, no, there's no inspiration in middle. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. like you can be on an island, you know, chilling, not Epstein Island, but like a good experience, a good island, sipping some margaritas or whatever, whatever the people drink on islands. I don't know. I've never been to an island, but like you could be on a yacht, you could be doing some crazy shit. And you can get some inspiration from that. Or you could be, like you said, walking home in the rain when you weren't expecting to and all these things. And like those, the inspiration comes from those spots. It's pretty there's no extern There's no external motivation to change or adapt anything when you're content in the middle. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I don't know that any good songs have ever been written on a cruise ship. No, <laughs> no, no. As, as, as you're dipping your vanilla wafer into the chocolate fountain, I don't think that's... that's really when you're getting inspiration no there's not much inspiration there but well guys i i uh, hate to do it because we could go on for another couple hours but we got to call it quits here let's go around and uh tell everybody where they can find you and and john i'd love to have you back on my friend this is uh this is a fun conversation and and definitely would love to have you join us again sometime Oh man, it's a special, special thanks to Ryan for pull, pulling me in. You know, I, 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 this, this, this is, this is such a great, I, I love this kind of stuff. And you guys are, you guys are, are a blessing just, just having these kind of conversations. It's, it's this is, this is important stuff. And if, if one other person hears this conversation tonight and just, uh, if it, if it pushes them in a, in a creative direction, then yay, yay, yay for us. We, you know, mission accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. And where where can they find your book, John? Um, the book, Red Pill Revolution. Um, the redpillrevolution.com. Um, 
you can head there and and uh, there there's 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 uh, try to try to make that site a um, repository for news stories that need to stick around and not get memory hold and and so you know there's uh, I hope a, a wealth of of interesting news stories there. There's a lot of um, uh, exclu exclusive content that the the there's there's five authors on that book and 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 the five of us all make content and it's it's all along these same lines. It's all around you know it's just just individual people leading creative lives, trying to trying to be um, not to sound too new agey or woo woo, but just trying to be light. You know, just want 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 want, want to be positive and 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 want to. You know, we're, we're all trying to learn our way forward and and I can learn so much from the three of you and we can all learn from each other. And and the only way we do that is, is to get into shit like this and, and have conversations and, and 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 have these kind of talks. And so, yeah, the red pill revolution dot com. And uh, we're, we're 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 there and, and always making shit. And there's always new stuff coming out. Excellent, John. Well, thank you very much, sir. We'll we'll definitely be talking again. This was great. Uh, Drew, where can they find you, my friend? Drew, missing you're missing the point podcast, M I W S N, and Conspiracy Theater three thousand with my co-host Ryan and Moral Bob. So catch us on some breakdown, some fun movies, and see what's really hidden underneath all the messaging inside the entertainment industry. And you guys are going to break down Shane Gillis next month, right? <laughs> yeah i'm watching it tonight right after this <laughs> gotta watch it dude you'll love it i keep telling i'm gonna tell you every time until you watch it i'm gonna tell you to watch it oh um, that's great well thanks drew man i appreciate it as always are you around next week um i think i've got one of my own episodes to record next week but i'll see how i go perfect excellent well thanks for hopping in when you can man i, I really appreciate it rye what do you got going on same old stuff, man. Just, uh, John, thanks for hopping on, dude. I, I know like I'm, I'm real bad about getting back to people and stuff, but um, I'm glad I had it marked down on my calendar the 15th. So I, I reached out. Um, and yeah, every, I've only gotten the chance to talk with John twice and both times it's been just really fun. Like you said, John, like you're supposed to learn something when you speak with people and that's happened both times that I've talked with you, man, really, really fun conversations from like legitimately, and, um, you know, I love talking with Drew. I talk with him, you know, just about every week. And Matt, we talk multiple times a week. So, I mean, it's always just, uh, this is why I talk with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's supposed to be, like, I don't talk to that many people constantly. And you're supposed to fucking, like, enjoy the people that you talk with. So, yep. yeah, man, it's, it's. Uh, I think that this was, like, a nice enlightening episode. It was cool. It was fun. We got all kinds of different things, all, all kinds of different topics. But as far as what I'm doing, man, there's not uh, nothing, you know, crazy going on over here. Trying to just get back in the groove with the new year and 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 record regularly. Talking with a CIA contractor on the 23rd. That's going to be interesting. Um, and then other than that, I'm just um, just trying to figure out what's going on, man. Just nice. like all of us. So, what about you, Matt? Nothing, man. I, I'm I'm really thankful for this conversation like you said it was definitely a little lighthearted. It, it it got a little deep which i think a lot of people need right now is is just to sit back and think a little bit and be able to talk to different people i think this whole thing is about the art of conversation right and and making conversation great again if we want to steal the whole trump thing and it's it's being able to talk and i think the only way that we really truly get out of this mess is being able to communicate I mean, if we go back to the times of, you know, the story of Babel, how did they, how did they 
uh, disconnect humanity broke languages, right? No more one language. We couldn't communicate with each other. And then everything went awry. So I think communication is key. I think having conversations like this with different people, whether, whether, like you said, whether you agree with them or not, but be able to have a conversation with someone, be able to talk. And at the end of it, walk away, shake hands, have respect for one another. That's what it's all about. So I appreciate this conversation. This was great. And we will have more. Everybody stay strong and question everything. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.